pen, get a pad of paper, and sit down and get ready to have a Bible study with me, Evangelist Len Paxton. I love you, and I look forward to you in the Bible study. Joy and a delight once again to come into your hearts and lives and homes with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen. Now today, if you have your Bibles, I wish you'd turn with me, please, to the book of Ephesians, and we're going to read in the 6th chapter, verses 13 and 14. Ephesians 6, verses 13 and 14, the Bible says this, Wherefore take unto you the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all to stand, stand therefore, having your loins girt about with truth, and having on the breastplate of righteousness. Praise the Lord. Father, as I speak these few moments this evening to my television audience, Lord God, I pray that you will anoint this message to the hearts of the people, Father. Drive it like an arrow of deliverance today to their hearts and their lives. Father, we do everything to uplift the name of Jesus Christ, and we ask it in His name, giving you the praise and the glory, and everybody would say, Amen and Amen. I want to start this message by asking you a question. Have you ever felt like you've reached the place where you just don't know what else to do? I mean, you've been facing problems, you've been facing difficulties in your life, in your walk with Christ, on the job, with the family, and you've reached a place where you just don't know what else to do. Have you ever been there? I have. I'm sure that you have as well. Amen? You've prayed. You've fasted. You've checked your heart to make sure that there's no bitterness or unforgiveness in there, you know? Bitterness and unforgiveness will stop the power of God from being effective in your life. And you've made a checklist and you've determined that you're doing everything you know to do to walk with God, to be pleasing to the Lord. You've made sure that if there was any sin at all in your life, you've corrected it and you've asked God to forgive you. You have tithed, you have given offerings, you've tried to be a blessing to others. As far as you know, you've done everything the Bible tells you to do. Yet you still don't see any results in the natural. Have you ever been there? Maybe some of you under the sound of my voice are there right now. I want you to cheer up today. I want you to be encouraged today. I want you to have hope today because the Bible gives us hope. Amen. The situation that you're in, possibly today, is no longer just a problem. But perhaps today, your situation has become a crisis. Something has got to happen. You have got to have something from the Lord or you're going to be in big trouble. That might be going through your mind as you're watching me right now. The situation in your life has reached crisis level. 
We've all been there at one time or another, my friends. Every single one of us. It's not fun. We don't want it. We don't like it. But sometimes it's during these times that God chooses to reveal to us His faithfulness, His love, His mighty power, and His deliverance. Sometimes we wish that the events in our lives that are causing us the trouble would just go away and disappear. Amen? But often we find, beloved, that these are but tools in God's mighty hand. Let me say this at the beginning of this message. God always, God always has your good in mind. No matter what you go through, no matter how hard that it seems at the moment, no matter how tough it is, man, you've got to stick it out because God is working for your good. Amen? He's working all things together for good to those who love God and are the called according to His purpose. Praise God. God allows some things to come against us, to come into our lives, so that He can prove our faith, so that He can make us better. Listen, don't get bitter, get better, praise God. You can't get better if you're bitter. Amen. Now, standing for what God has promised you is not always the easiest thing to do. How many of you listening at me right now, God has promised you something in your life and you haven't seen it come into reality yet. And you've been standing on the Word, standing on the promises and believing God. Well, just hang in there. Glory to God. Keep believing. Keep standing. Let's read that from the Amplified Version of, of just portions here from Ephesians 6, 13, 14. Listen to this. And having done all that the crisis demands to stand firmly in your place, stand therefore and hold your ground. <laughs> Glory to God. You see, listen. When the, when the Lord gives you a promise, whether it's for your family, whether it's for your finances, whether it's for your ministry, for your church, whether it's for you personally in an area that you may not want to disclose to others, but when God gives you a promise, the first thing that's going to happen, the first thing that's going to happen is Satan is going to come along and try to knock you off that promise of God. He's going to try to get you off the Word. And your responsibility and mine, beloved, is to stand on the promise of God. Hold our ground firmly. Don't give up. Don't give the devil a, a quarter. Not one. Amen? Well, Brother Paxton, it doesn't look like that what God said to me is true. Well, of course it is. Don't be ridiculous. The Word of God is true. The Word of God is absolute. Stand. And having done all to stand, stand therefore, the Bible says. Whatever the crisis demands, God will give you the grace sufficient to propel you through your crisis into total deliverance and victory. Amen? But you've got to stand. It takes a firm commitment. Hallelujah. Some Christians try to figure out a better way to do it than what God has said. Some Christians try to bring about their own victory. Sometimes God will give you the answer that you need for the crisis in your life, but you're just not willing to do it. 
Hey, this is going to take a firm commitment on your part to live by faith. Amen? To live by, the, by what Jesus Christ finished at Calvary. That provided you and I with everything that we could ever need to be a success in life. Amen. First of all, as Christians, we're not called to be a success nearly so much as we are called to be faithful. Amen. Faithful to God. Faithful to Christ. Faithful to the doctrines of the Bible. That's what we're called to be. Praise the Lord. I want to ask you another question. Are you ready? If you stop trusting God today, where else can you go? He's our only hope. His promises, beloved, the promises of the Word of God gives us this hope. But when we don't see with our natural eyes anything happening, then it seems like our hope can quickly disappear. Oh, today we need a revival of the hope of the promises of God in the church. Amen? Peter said in 1 Peter 1 and verse 13, he said, Wherefore, gird up the loins of your mind. One translation says, Prepare your mind for action. There's going to be some action, child of God. Satan is not in sympathy with who you are, with what we do as Christians. Satan doesn't want this gospel preached. Satan doesn't want you to experience your healing. Satan doesn't want you to experience the promises of God in your life. You've got to prepare your mind for action. You've got to gird up the loins of your mind and hope to the end. Praise God. Endure to the end. Praise God. The Amplified Version says, set your hope. Set your hope. To set implies to us to place in a fixed or immovable position. And let me say this right here. The reason that my faith is immovable, even though Angie and I have been attacked by every demon force of hell, it seems, working and manifesting itself through wicked people. But my faith is immovable. My hope is immovable. Why? Because it's not based on me. It's not based on my ability. It's not based on anything but the promises of God. And those Precious promises, beloved, today are guaranteed by what Christ finished at Calvary. And if we'll keep our faith properly placed in the finished work of Christ, let every wicked human being in the world come against you. You've still got God. Oh, hallelujah. It's such a joy to know today that Lem Paxton still has God, still has the touch and the anointing of the Holy Ghost upon my heart and life. Why? Not because I deserve it, not because I've earned it, but because my faith is in what Jesus did. Praise God. When people attack you, when devils attack you, it can look dark, it can look hopeless. 
When you today are in the midst of your crisis, it can look bad, but stand on the promises of God because they are guaranteed and insured by the finished work of Jesus Christ upon the cross. It's just like the man that's described in Psalm 112, verse 7. The Bible says, He shall not be afraid. His heart is fixed. He is trusting in the Lord. You just simply cannot be quick to give up. Come on now, the amen goes right there. Never give up. Don't quit. If you want to see the promises of God fulfilled in your life, don't quit. Well, Brother Paxton, you don't know what they're doing to me. You don't know how they're talking about me. You don't know what they've tried to do to manipulate and destroy my life. Listen. It doesn't matter what they try to do. God's on your side. Hallelujah to the Lamb forever. God loves you. He sent Jesus to the cross for you. And that guarantees you these beautiful and precious promises. Amen? Amen. Praise God. In the Old Testament, we find a story about a man named Joseph who dreamed a dream when he was just 17 years old. Many years passed before that dream was ever fulfilled. I want to tell you something today. As a minister of the gospel, as the founder and president of Acts 2618 Ministries, I have a dream. God has given me a dream for this work, for this outreach ministry. And most dreams are conceived long before they become a reality. Before a dream becomes a reality, most likely the dreamer will experience some good days and some bad days. It's not uncommon for a dreamer to face a lot of opposition and a lot of persecution. And believe me, I know what I'm talking about. Amen. How about you? Do you have a dream that God has given you? Do you have a burning desire in your heart to preach the gospel or to support that missionary or to help in that church or whatever it is? It's not uncommon for the dreamer to begin to think, you know, this is just never going to come to pass. It's not uncommon for dreamers to have thoughts of giving up. It's not uncommon in the Word of God for dreamers to be up one day and down the next. Sometimes that happens. Yeah, we're dreamers for God, but we are dreamers in this flesh body. It's not uncommon for a dreamer to be told by others that you're just foolish for thinking this will ever happen. Who do you think you are to think that God would give you this great promise. I'll tell you who I am. I'll tell you who you are out there in television land today. If you're born again, you're a child of the King. Glory to God. You're the object of God's love. And He will plant dreams within you. But beware. Prepare your minds for action. Gird up the loins of your minds. Get ready to stand because Satan will attack you. That's the first thing he will do when God gives you a promise. But after the promise comes the provision if you'll stand on the promise. Amen. Amen. 
It's not uncommon for dreamers to have so many days where nothing that he has planned ever turns out the way he thought it would. Have you ever been there today? That's exactly what Joseph went through. However, Joseph fixed his hope on God and Joseph refused to give up. Praise the Lord. Every time he felt like giving up, he just kept remembering what God had promised him. He knew that God was with him, and somehow that gave him the courage to keep on keeping on. Praise God, I pray today that you, watching me right now, no matter what you're facing, no matter what you're going through, I pray today that you will keep on keeping on with Jesus. Amen? Hallelujah to God. We can't give up, beloved. We've come too far to quit now. We're in the last of the last days. God needs you. I heard R.W. Shambach preach a message one time. I was, I was there in person in South Bend, Indiana. And he said, you can't die now. Somebody needs you. Glory to God. Somebody needs your smile. Somebody needs your encouragement. Somebody needs uh, that gift that God has given you. Amen. Don't give up. Don't give up. Your breakthrough is right around the corner. How many today needs a significant breakthrough? How many of you today needs an extraordinary miracle? Well, I'm telling you on the authority of this Bible that God is still in the miracle performing business. Praise God. And if you'll keep your faith properly placed in the finished work of Jesus Christ upon the cross, your miracle... Your miracle, well, I feel led of the Lord to bear down on that. Your miracle is on its way. Glory to God. If you're willing to make an effort, if you're willing to make a, a steady practice of believing the promises, your breakthrough will come. Hallelujah. Your breakthrough will come. What do you need today? Do you need healing for your physical body? Do you need a financial miracle? Do you need a miracle in your family, with your wife, with your husband, with your children? Whatever you need, believe the book. Believe that Christ purchased that victory for you at Calvary. Amen. Precious possessions will come your way. And I'm not talking just about material things either. Let me tell you something today. Grace is a precious possession. Love is a precious possession. Tenderness and compassion and fulfillment and death, destiny are precious possessions. And they're coming your way. Miracles are coming your way. And you're either receiving them or they're passing you by, man. I want to receive mine. How about you? Hope to the end and refuse to give up. And having done all to stand, stand therefore. Oh, let's say that again. Because I can tell right now that some of you feel like quitting. I know. I've been there. As I've said, in the last couple of years, Angie and I have been attacked by some of the most wicked people that I have ever met in all of my life. And sometimes I have felt like quitting. I have felt like giving up. 
But you see, the dream that God birthed within my heart and spirit is bigger than those wicked people. It's bigger than foolish people. The dream that God gave you is bigger than your circumstances, praise the Lord. Commit it all to God today. There's nothing else you can do. So just quietly say, Lord, it's in your hands. Oh, hallelujah. My family's in your hands. My ministry's in your hands. My finances is in your hands, Lord. And I'm going to believe you. And I'm going to trust you. And I'm going to stand upon your word. Let's look at Proverbs, the 16th chapter, and the third verse from the Amplified Version. The Bible says, roll your works upon the Lord. Commit and trust them completely to Him. And He will cause your thoughts to become agreeable to His will. And so shall your plans be established and succeed. <laughs> Glory to God. Let me tell you something. People can come against you. Circumstances can come against you. But they can't stop the will of God. There's not a single person on the face of this planet that's more powerful than God. There's not a single circumstance that can override something that God has declared. Put your faith in that, praise God. Don't quit. Don't give up. Just let go and let God be God. Amen. Usually I don't know how God intends to meet my needs. In fact, I don't ever know how He's going to do it. But I do know that He's a covenant-keeping God and He never fails. And that covenant is between God and Jesus Christ and it was signed by the blood of the Lamb on the cross of Calvary and it's a never-failing covenant, beloved. And I know that God cannot lie and I know that God is faithful. Even, the Bible says, even when we're not faithful, God is faithful. How He chooses to bring my deliverance is totally up to Him. I just have to believe that He can and believe that He will. It's not enough to just believe He can. We've got to believe that He will do it. Why will He do it? Because He promised it in His Word. Hallelujah. And that promise is backed by the blood of Jesus Christ. Here's what I like to say. I, I, I say this before the Lord many times. Lord, in obedience to Your Word, I'm saying, God, it's all in Your hands. If there's anything else that You want me to do, then You'll have to reveal that to me, Lord, and I'll do it right now. If not, then I'm rolling all of my works over on you. <laughs> Hallelujah. I'm trusting you. I'm believing you, Lord, to do the rest. I'm going to praise you now and keep on praising you until my breakthrough comes. Glory to God. Well, now it's in His hands. As we close, look at Psalm 92, verse 4. For thy Lord has made me glad through thy work. I will triumph in the work of thy hands. Praise God. See, God is responsible for the work. The Holy Spirit will do in you what God intends to be done in you. So leave it in his hands. And beloved, never quit. Having done all to stand, 
Stand, therefore. Father, thank you for this time with the people this week. I hope, I hope, Lord, that we've encouraged some. I hope that they've sensed your power. And I pray, God, that hope has been birthed in their hearts today. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Well, I hope you've enjoyed this Bible lesson. Uh, until the next time that we can come together around the Word of God, this is Evangelist Wim Paxton saying, Go with God, and He will go with you. Bless you now, is my sincere prayer. In the book of Exodus, chapter 12, verse 14, the Bible says, And this day shall be unto you for a memorial, and you shall keep it a feast unto the Lord throughout your generations. You shall keep it a feast by an ordinance forever. All sinners are justly doomed by God to death. But He loves them. He loves them just as He loved the firstborn in Egypt. Therefore, the Lamb of God has suffered that death. His precious blood, that is, His precious life poured out, attests to that fact. The Word of God promises eternal safety to anyone who will seek salvation in that atoning Savior, Jesus Christ. The believer in Christ knows that he shall never perish. This knowledge is based on two facts outside of himself, and they're these. The preciousness of Christ's blood to God, and number two, the faithfulness of God to his promise. Israel was to keep the Passover for a memorial and was to do so forever. This referred to the fact that their salvation, their prosperity, their freedom, their strength, all were derived from the blood of the Lamb. It has not changed for the modern believer. Everything we are, and I speak of righteousness, can only be credited to the shed blood of Jesus Christ, the shed blood of the Lamb. All of this represented the cross, which means that it must ever be the anchor and the object of our faith. The cross of Christ must ever be the anchor of our faith and ever be the object of our faith. Ephesians chapter 2, verses 13 through 18 will reference that for you. Thank you for being with us tonight for the Len Paxton teaching series. As always, it's a privilege and a joy to come into your hearts, lives, and homes with the Word of God. We want you to tune in again next week as once again we'll study a great Bible subject and we want you to be a part of our study, please. And don't forget to write to us this week with your prayer request. Ask us for those CDs when we offer them. Man, we love to sow that into your life so that you and I together can dig into the great truths of the Word of God. You can write to us, Len and Angie Paxton, Acts 2618 Ministries, Post Office Box 5714, that's 5714, Traverse City, Michigan, 49696. That zip code again is 49696. I'll be looking for your card or your letter. God bless you.